everyone. This is the Introverted with Michelle Carey podcast, where everything is through the eyes of an introvert. I am Michelle, your host. And today, just like any other day, we're going to love and laugh just a little bit more. This is episode two, being in a relationship with the INTJ. Okay, so let's get into it. So one of the hardest things for me being an INTJ, which is introvert, intuition, thinking, and judgment from the Myers-Briggs type indicator, is how I deal with relationships. Relationships aren't easy for me because I'm not a touchy-feely type of person. I would like to think I am in touch with my feelings and emotions, but I don't express myself in emotional terms with people. Time to back off from that. I'm not always uh, good at reading other people's emotions either. And there are times um, when things have flown so way over my head that I've had to apologize. So one of the key aspects of having a good relationship is everybody knows you have to have good communication skills. Or else, you know, you're always going to be misfiring, having misunderstandings because you're not communicating yourself well. So not not only being able to express yourself um, fully, but also being able to be an effective listener. And that's what I do. I listen. Um, my, but my communication style with my mates has always been very direct. And it can seem like I'm detached. So I, I don't take other people's emotions at times, like I said before, into consideration. I'm logical and straightforward. And I'm very blunt. So, you know, I figure it's the truth, you know. And... I'm telling you the truth, and a lot of people can never handle the truth. <laughs> so, of course, quite a few people aren't accepting of this. You know, they rather have it, you know, the sugar-coated side. And men misinterpret this as being a cold, uncaring, or playing hard to get. And it's none of that. It's just, you know, it's just me. But I get accused of that all the time, and it really works my nerves. Because I'm like, come on, dude, for real? I'm telling you the truth. This is where I am, you know. So I do what I think is right. And sometimes that comes across as cold. And it's important to know that I don't make any decisions very lightly. So I spend a tremendous amount of time and energy, you know, trying to understand why and how when things go right and when things go wrong. Um, especially if I if I devoted myself to the relationship. And I do hurt when things fall apart. And it may not seem like it because I have the ability to just walk away from things and not look back or the person thinks I'm not looking back inside. I've looked back to try to figure out, well, where did this go right? Where did this go wrong? You know, why did we end up in this place? What was my responsibility? Um, How do I take accountability, you know, for this? And it always ends up where some time has gone by where I'm usually friends with people that I've dated. But at that moment that we're breaking up, they do not like me. I usually am the first to jet before they are. I don't know if that's because I'm an INTJ or if it's an Aquarius type of thing, but, you know, the Aquarius is, you know, they have hard times with relationships too, so I have it double. So let me tell you, um, INTJs are not naturally in tune with their feelings at times um, or with uh, with what other people are feeling. We also have a tendency to believe that uh, we're always right. Oh my God, 
I try not to do that too much, but because I think and I research and I learn. And so when some people tell me one thing, I'm like, I know that's not right because I know what I read and researched. But I try to minimize that and try to bring about how they can come to my side um, by showing them stuff to change their mind little and I'm like, go, you know, go research this, find out this. And then they can come back to me and say, oh, yeah, you were right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so while my self-confidence and esteem is very attractive to others, you know, I people see or think I have a lack of sensitivity and that can be a problem. And it causes other people to be, you know, inadvertently hurt by the way that they think that they're getting treated. And, you know. It's not on purpose. Can't take some of these things, you know, on purpose with INTJs. You just have to learn how to work with us. So, um, I, you know, INTJs need to remember to be supportive to their mates' emotional needs. I, you know, I really try to stay aware in that and what I'm saying, what I'm thinking. And, uh, I try not to bring conflict and just observe and allow them to do them. So when I'm in a relationship, I'm loyal and I'm dedicated to my significant other. But I also realize that um, I think sometimes I short myself in my relationships. You know, when I look back, I pick some men who weren't really that much available to me. And, you know, it's just like some kind of aspect. If it was, they, you know, always standing me up, which made me jet, or they um, said a few things that eventually made me jet, and, or they became overbearing or smothering, which made me jet, because I love my independence. And uh, sometimes certain types of relationships are stifling. And so... When I got married, I got married late in my life. And I don't think that, I just don't think that my marriage, it didn't work. I am divorced. Um, it didn't work because I thought it was because we were both kind of like set in our ways. But I don't really think that was it. I just think that he wasn't the right one. And when you think you're in love and you think you're in a certain place, you can't see certain things and because I'm loyal and dedicated I was really trying to make that work even before it got to the point where we separated I was you know it made me really uncomfortable because I didn't really think I was myself I was starting to be something different to try to suit him to make the marriage work and that was the most uncomfortable most nerve-wracking it was just it was it was horrible so you know you know life is full of lessons and my marriage was a lesson it changed me in good ways you know I think I had to go through that patch to really understand it to come out on the other side to really have a full understanding of who I am right now because I couldn't understand why I was the way that I was before my marriage. I just knew how I was, but I didn't understand why I was like that. 
So I would say that through my marriage, through the separation, through the divorce and everything that I went through, it helped me get more in touch with me and to understand me. So now I figured out how to maintain my balance and still be true to Michelle. So I don't have to, you know, give up me to have a relationship and I value my partner and I value any partner that allows me the independence to achieve my goals and appreciates my insight and creativity. So it wasn't until I met two other guys after my marriage failed that I was dating that I really realized what I want. One dude, you know, nice looking cat, you, you know, I, I, I was late picking up on the clues that he liked me. It was like, just because, you know, you're coming over to my space to see how I am. I didn't really want to be like, oh, he likes me because that's just, you know, to me being cocky. I just thought he was being nice. But over time, you know, I tried to give him a chance, but I felt like he was overbearing. Now, the other person, he gave me the freedom to flow, and I could see the difference. The overbearing one, you know, tried to force me to be in a relationship with him to the detriment of me. He was trying to make it to the detriment of me just to make himself happy, and I've recognized that, and I picked that up quickly. I mean, he was getting on my nerves. He had said a lot of stuff to me that I was like, really? This is the kind of stuff that you say to a female that you say you're digging, that you want to get with. But, you know, you're going into all this stuff about how you've had badass chicks on your arm and you selected me. Really? That's not going to make me want to go forward with you. Why don't you go back to them badass chicks? Where are they? Why aren't you with them? What's up with that? But yet and still... You know, you all on my phone telling me that you could see me and you could be cold and walk like right past me and don't speak. Uh, Yeah, perhaps maybe that's what I want. Yes, keep it moving. Don't speak to me. (laughs) You know, I looked at that and I was like, this dude is tripping. But I think that's an ego thing on his part. And I don't know, maybe he just doesn't know where he is um, in life. So, I mean, I knew this wasn't going to work because from the very first time we went out on a date, it's just a date, man. It's just a date. We met at the location and he got a little, a, a little pissy with me because I didn't hug him. What? I don't have to hug you. It's our first date. Stop tripping. I don't know you like that. <laughs> and he was like, oh, so you're not going to give me a hug? Nah. We just gonna go in here and eat, you know what I'm saying? Then I'm, you know, we could go Dutch on it, and then I'm gonna get in my vehicle and go home, and you can go home. Ain't no, none of that. That that day to me was just horrible. It was horrible because we sat one of the first restaurant we went to. He didn't want to stay. It was a little crowded, so we went to another one that was up the street from that one. And oh, I can't stand it. I need my space. We sat in the booth, and he sat right next to me instead of across from me, really. And then I'm eating chips, and he wanted to kiss me while I was putting the tortilla chips in my mouth. Please, please, oh, my God, just, oh, horrible. He was, like, 10 steps. I mean, I hadn't even decided if I was, like, really liking this dude or not yet. It took me a minute, and he was all up on, like, 
zero to a hundred in two minutes. I'm like, chill, dude. Let's just say that just didn't really turn out well. And then during the time that we were dating, my grandmother passed away and he thought it was about him. I'm like, my dude, my grandmother passed away and I'm trying to deal with, you know, my family, my children, my mom, because this was her mother and everything else. And you're thinking that this is all about you. How come you don't call me? You don't call me no more. Really? I told you. My grandmother was in the hospice. I'm at the hospice. And then she eventually passed away. And you trying to figure out why I'm not calling you. I don't have time. And I already told you what was going down. Yeah, no, it's it's not going to work because, you you know, you lack understanding. And then eventually, you know, I, I tried to be his friend so many months later. And I did think about him a lot. Because I wondered if I, you know, made a mistake. But then the second go around on this friendship, I realized, no, I did not make a mistake. Because anytime you tell a person, and this is kind of, you know, I'm in my 40s, you know, text messaging is nice and everything. But I don't really think it's for full-fledged conversations. So I say, you know, he was like, why don't you really text me back? I was like, because I'm grown. I'm like, if you want to talk to me, pick up the phone and call me. Come on now. Just because you have that technology to text doesn't mean it's always the best one. I mean, you know, it may be a situation where you can't always pick up the phone, but come on, dude, for real. So he would always want to text, and I told him that ain't me, right? So he was like, I need a document. I need to document this. What? What do you mean you need a document? Anyway, I, I, it, it was so off-putting. I was like, this is weird to me, and... You never want to call and then you get upset because we don't go out. Well, you don't even call me and ask me out. You text me. What are you doing this weekend? Really? Really? You haven't even heard my voice in a week and you want to know what I'm doing this weekend? Nah, we ain't, we ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Mm-mm. So in the end, um, yeah. If he ever comes past this podcast, it's going to be interesting because now he knows, yeah, I had to block him because if I'm not texting you and I'm not saying anything to you, that should just be your cue to just be like, oh, maybe she's not interested, so I'm going to move on because I'm not, I'm not into any type of confrontation type thing, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to confront you on no, on no crap, so, you know, just let it fade, let it fade, and so he didn't get it, and that's where we are with that. So, um, yeah, INTJs are able to leave relationships when they're over and get on with their lives very easily. Um, I'm not saying sometimes I'm not sad when I've broken up. Like, I was really sad when I broke up with my husband, but in the end, my ex-husband, but in the end, it was a great thing for both of us. So, you know, I try to, you know, think about... um, how to move forward and what my next moves are and what will be beneficial to myself. And just, you know, I, you know, I, I'm open and I always have to feel like I'm being true to myself. But let me tell you, the other guy that I know, we have a very clear understanding. We're not in a formal type of relationship, but there's no effort there none whatsoever we can stop talking for months 
And then one day just pick up the phone and talk to one another like we had just talked to one another yesterday. Hey, how you doing? What's going on? How the kids? How the grandkids? Blah, 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 blah. I mean, effortless. Just just totally effortless. And we communicate very well. Um, but we're each on our own path. He has some things that he needs to solve and take care of. And I'm working on some things, you know, over here. But respect is very huge between us. And so right now, I wouldn't want to go any further with him, you know, in a relationship. Because I know that we're both not in the best of places for that. I'm focusing on my creative endeavors and my children and fixing up my house and um, my job and just trying to make a career change and transition. And relationship is really not on my mind in terms of trying, you know, just to add it thing. Now, it's nice to go out with people, go out to eat, uh, just chill or something like that, but no strings, you know, attached type of thing. So, you know, no matter how perfect he and I may seem together, it's just not our time. You know, we still have a long way to go. And I've learned so much about myself since my divorce that I can accept that. Because most importantly, I'm really sticking to how to be true to myself. And I think, you know, that's one thing that a lot of other people, they give up. They don't stick true to themselves because they don't really even know themselves to stick true to themselves. And, you know, there's a lot of people out here who just focus in on want to be in relationships and this person and this man or this woman. And, you know, because they think if they're not in a relationship or don't have somebody that they're less of something. And that's not true. So in the end, you know, I could be a very caring person. I don't always show it, however, but I do value honesty and lies and secrets aren't necessary. I'm accepting of mostly everything as long as I'm told the truth. That is like a like important. So um, if I can't trust you and there's no more that we can do, we can't even go out to eat. There's just nothing we can do. Space is important to me. So I tell the men I date that they can talk about anything they want. Just don't blow smoke up my ass. That's the only thing. So, because I find it insulting. Insulting my intelligence is a huge strike for me, you know. And so, it, it, to me, it just means that a person didn't trust me enough to tell me the real deal. I need the truth. I need, you know, even if it's something where you say, oh, I'm married. Okay, you're married. Tell me all about this. And the truth, either you're really with your wife and you really love your wife or you are not in love with your wife and you're thinking about separating or wherever it is that you are with it. Just tell me the truth so I can make my decision about how I'm going to go forward. No, I don't date Derek. You know, I don't date married men. But if you need somebody to talk to, you know, call me and I'm here. I don't make no small talk with me. But if you just want to blow something, you know, off your chest, you're venting this, this, that, and the third, I'll listen. Maybe I'll give it a piece of advice or two, but probably not. I'll just listen. So um, I just, I don't like being allowed to operate on false pretenses while I'm being honest and truthful. That is just so rude to me. So, you know, 
what I realized is that, yes, in these relationships that I've been in, that these men have had trouble hearing and accepting the truth. And I, and I may not always be the warm, fuzzy, into my emotions type person. And I think men pride themselves on getting women into those types of positions so they can use their emotions against them and because they know that this woman is really caring about them and really in love with them. And they feel as though if they get them to a certain point that this woman will never leave them while they can just go do their trash. But I'm not that kind of woman. I, you know, it just doesn't happen with me. I will let you go in a heartbeat. <laughs> no emotion, just keep it moving, cold as ice. But, you know, I try not to be, try to be thinking, you know, a little feely about it, but it just doesn't always work. But, yeah. But let me just say this before I end. I do care when the time is right and for the right person. So, there's always that one person who has your heart. Just that one person. They may not be there just yet. They may be on their way. In my case, I think I've met him. He has my heart. But where we are is just where we are. And I'm okay with that. Okay, so... You have reached the end of this podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening to Introverted with Michelle Carey. And if you love this podcast, be sure to subscribe. And don't forget to check out my blog and my website at michellescarey.com or shellcarey.com. And so this podcast has been brought to you by Sunray Multimedia, LLC. And join us next time for another edition of Introverted with Michelle Carey. Peace.